Mira la izquierda. Mira la derecha. ¿Qué ves? ¿Dónde estás? In a world that seems to change daily, what will you do next? Welcome to the Next Steps Show with Peter Vesquez and co-host Aisha Kreutz. A starting point for discussion y un poco de dirección. Bienvenidos al show con una misión para educar, unir y hacer sinergia. It's me, Peter Vasquez, and there's no Aisha again. Man, she's playing some serious hooky. <laughs> hey, that voice came back. Now, Aisha's actually in Georgia. She, she went to the Keys uh, to visit family. What? Yes, she did. She actually, she left, I think she told me she left 3 o'clock the morning that, uh, that the hurricane hit and, and, and made it to Georgia before, before it hit uh, Florida. So she escaped out of Key West before, before, before Ian yep. hit. Yep. Actually, I think she did say, though, that the um, uh, power was back on before she got in, in Key West before she got to Georgia. But, I mean, as I understand it, there's another hurricane heading towards the Carolinas and Georgia area anyways. Well, that's, that's Ian. It, 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 re, it went to being a uh, as of, as of when we write do the show, ladies and gentlemen, which is Friday morning. Ian is uh, is hitting uh, southern North Carolina, northern South, kind of like on the uh, the yeah. line between the two states, and it has reformed as a hurricane. Uh, just category one, nowhere near as strong as it was when it hit Fort Myers. Is it increasing in power, or did they say it's steady yet? Well, it went to a tropical uh, storm, and now it's it, as soon as it got back out over the water. See, that's where the where it picks up its power. Yep. Uh, so it started picking up that warm Atlantic uh, uh, water, and so it it it, uh, oh. it got promoted again to being a category one hurricane, and now it's whacking the Carolinas. Carolinas, it's pretty hard from what I understand. Yeah, eighty five mile an hour winds. Wow, crazy! Not, not well, like the not like the 155 that hit uh, Fort Myers. So, so my granddaughter was born on Sunday, or the day that the hurricane the the hurricane hit, right? You know that they sent. Oh no, she was born on Sunday, and they sent her home the day the hurricane was hitting. Congratulations, Grandpa! I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's my third grand grand. Now she's in Florida along with with her brother Emmanuel, uh, and then locally we have Johnny and Chris, and I just love every Friday when we're. Hanging out with Johnny. Anyways, there's 39 days left in the race. Oh, I forgot to finish saying what Aisha's doing in Georgia. She's out there with the Frederick Douglass Foundation uh, and the Douglass Leadership Institute working on our conference, the, uh, the, the, the Freedom Conference um, that we have. So that's pretty exciting. Has stuff. that been slated yet? Is there a time for that date? Or? It's all, it started today, and it goes all the way through Saturday. Oh, okay. For, right. for us. But anyways, so in studio, we have 39 days left before election. And in studio, we have another candidate running. Yay! Yay, I thought. So this guy's pretty unique. He definitely speaks his mind. He, he, he lays, and he is smart. This guy knows his stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have Marcus C. Williams running for the assembly in the 138th district. 137. 137th district. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. My head was back in my days of running for... Everybody's confused on the numbers. Tracy, yeah. yes, Tracy DeFlorio is running in the 138th Assembly District, another phenomenal candidate uh, who's doing great things and has been doing great things for some time. But welcome, Marcus. I'm glad to be here with you guys this afternoon. Well, early morning, right? Early morning. Yeah. Whatever time you're listening to this, that's what yeah. time it is. Uh, it's so, one o'clock on a Saturday. Let's just remember that. One well afternoon. <laughs> there we go. Let's see there. But then you also could be downloading the podcast. <laughs> that is true. Make sure you download the podcast. Absolutely, it's a great listen. So welcome. You know, we put out a contest every week. 
Ah. And we've had a winner, I think, every week. Real awesome. Although we've had responses, we didn't get a winner this week. Ooh. They weren't quite right. You're, make, you're making the, uh, the questions harder. I, I, I am. I am. And the question, you know, for the contest was, what are the differences between the American alphabet and the Spanish alphabet? That's a good question. That's a really good question. And there are a few differences. I have no clue. No? Well. Just phonetically or you mean like the actual letters themselves? The actual letters like themselves. The L's yeah, like, you know what, there's 26 letters in the uh-huh. English alphabet. There's, I think, a couple more in the Spanish alphabet. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll give a freebie. Like, um, like there's, the letter H is silent. Right. However, a lot of words start with the letter H. And G is like H, right? And, and yeah. G is, well, G has two sounds, but yes, it's like H. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the letter W, um, the, the way you, well, there's no difference, but I like the way it's pronounced in Spanish. So in English, we say W, um, in, in, the, in the letter V, V, in Spanish, it's V. So the way the W is, because it's in the shape of two Vs, it's W. Oh, that makes total sense. W- that makes a lot more sense than the wacky English language, yeah. I got to yeah, say. It definitely does. And, and, and there's a couple extra letters in there. I only remember like a little of it starting off. A, B, C, C, D, E, F, A. Oh, you listen to the military, to the, uh, the the one on YouTube where it's like a military thing? I remember that from when I was little, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. used that when I taught Spanish at Finney. Uh, we, the kids loved it. It's great. It was like a marching song. Oh, yeah, it's great. And it sped up everything. Ah, basically, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to extend this contest one more week, right? The question is, what are the differences between the American alphabet and the Spanish alphabet. I had said, challenge yourself. Look it up, but don't research all the answers. Put the alphabet side by side and see if you see any differences. It's a lot of fun. It's actually quite interesting. Uh, Peter at nextstepshow.com is exactly where you got to send that answer to. First email with the correct answer and all the changes wins. And Marcus, did you know that Aisha and I, the Next Step Show, right, we're the first and the only black and brown conservative radio talk show host in the area? That's amazing. I thought it was pretty darn that amazing. That is amazing. Hey, I didn't get a cheer this time. Well, There's usually a cheer. Yeah. Oh, there it was. It was just delayed. All right. <laughs> Maybe you'll encourage more people that are conservatives that are black and brown to actually get out there and start speaking up. I sure hope so. And you know, the thing is this, because we t- we've had some pretty dynamic people on this show. Our show isn't about being Republican or Democrat. It's about... Uh, understanding our community and the culture behind it. It's about what drives us. It's about what's causing the problems and what we have for solutions. I've had uh, 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 Beatrice LeBron from the uh, Rochester City School Board. Policy-wise, we probably couldn't be uh, uh, any different or more different. However, when it comes to the understanding that we got to understand our students and and, and understand what their situations are at home um, and in the community and how is it that we can teach them and give them the best opportunity uh, to be able to, 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 to grow and become contributing members. But anyways, Marcus, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you come from? Where are you going? Who are you? All right. So hello, everybody out there in radio and podcast land. My name is Marcus C. Williams. I'm from the city of Rochester. I grew up in Rochester pretty much all my life. I attended all city school districts and uh, in, in all city schools in the city school district. I graduated from Wilson. Go Wildcats. Um I'm very proud that I am an actual graduate of 
the city school district that can read and write because right about now a lot of them aren't able to and they're functionally illiterate because our school systems are going What's down the, the graduation drain. rate these days oh dude who knows they, they say that it's like 62 or something yeah. like that it's like 57 55 cooking the books there and, and yeah. Yeah, don't marcus aren't they just like pushing people out of the school oh but they are they mm-hmm. so i um i've had i've got a couple businesses i'm an entrepreneur myself M- one of my main businesses is i do business development and consulting, management training, and sales training. But my secondary business is retail sales, and I have a phone business. We sell phones, wireless phones, and stuff like that. And there we hire basically entry-level individuals. So people right out of high school with a high school degree is a requirement that we have and stuff like that. But I tell you, when we give these basic math tests in order for them to see if they're going to be hired or not, they're not able to do it. I mean, I'm talking about like plus minus math. Not we're not talking about division or carry anything. It's very disappointing to see how you're not, you're not talking calculus. Here. <laughs> no, 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 no hyperbolas. No, uh, no, no. no um, don't you don't have to know modus tollen or any of that. So well, well, there's some community college, I believe, community colleges that are requiring students coming out of the city school district, well, all districts really, but they got to take a test to figure out yeah. where they are, and, and many exam. students yeah. have to pay uh, mm-hmm. for a thirteenth year of college. Uh, grade, thir- grade 13 and 14. Grade it's, 13 and 14. It's really disappointing because these are the people that are coming out into the workforce. We see so many jobs right now available, and they're like, oh, well, there aren't people to fill the jobs. And they're like, yes, there are. There are a lot of people that aren't working. Well, they honestly are not able to do the basic entry-level stuff that they would need to do, like filling out forms and basic math like we were discussing, in order to get these jobs. More or less, some of these new, more specified jobs, like battery thermodynamic engineer how many people do you know learned that in high school i don't even think most people could pronounce yeah right right so we're we're not training the kids up for what needs to come um this year i'm running for state assembly because i'm just tired of seeing everything going the wrong direction the schools are going down the tubes we've got the crime that's out of control and i live in a high crime neighborhood unfortunately now where is that uh, if you don't mind what, what do you mean by high crime neighborhood everybody so, says it's a high crime neighborhood where they live so what? listen i live near um west main and jefferson okay. okay so in my area three blocks within my area there have been six murders in the last two years within three blocks which doesn't include the two people and the one body that they found dead in my neighborhood Okay, just murdered, you know, like one guy, apparently he drove over there and died. So so when you talk about knowing and understanding, you're you're not there's no hyperbole there. This is you're seeing it every day. You walk out your front door and hear the gunshots. And every day I have my um, retail space was right across the street from the uh, Sunoco. We're moving because the crime's out of control. But yet instead of picking up and leaving Rochester, you're staying here and you're being uh, and you want to. You want to fight for what's right. I want to fight for our community. This is the most important thing that I believe that I can do because the crime here affects all of the surrounding area as well. We see how it's starting to go out and spread into the suburbs. Greece is getting it real hard. Gates is seeing it. Arondequoit's going crazy with it now. And, and, and it's not going to stop because we have to address the core issues around it, which are the laws that are being 
um, created by the state assembly, and that's a very big issue for me is these laws and policies that they're passing, and they need to be managed and worked on. Now, your current representation in the assembly, doesn't he have an office in that, like, in that same area, I think? Listen, man, this dude just moved his office a couple weeks ago right next door to my, to where my business is, uh, and I'm, I'm glad we're moving because I just couldn't be next to him. Uh, I, 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 where has he been the last two years, you know? Been hiding out in an office downtown in the middle of nowhere that nobody knows is there. But the fact is, is now that he's there, right, since he's moved there, we've had four murders. <laughs> we've had multiple shooting instances and multiple stabbings in the neighborhood on off of Jefferson. Like I said, that's where I live. Right. So the um, Mr. Officer Booker, who was murdered the other day. The shooting at this at uh, Wilson, um, excuse me, Little Wilson, Matt, Old Madison. Um, the shooting there in the parking lot, the uh, Tremont shooting. All of this is in the neighborhood, not far from his office, and he refuses to address the laws that he's helped craft. Okay, and co-sponsored many of them, and even sponsored some of them, because he's all anti-police or, or, or I, 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 I you know what. The fact of the matter is, is, and this isn't about him, but it's a lot of these people in the assembly, they do the work of their benefactors, their masters, and the people that are in power from downstate. They're not serving and representing us. Well, you know, I, I've always said that in the assembly, we, you know, we talk corruption. We've got 150 seats, correct? Um, there's about uh, 43, somewhere around 43, give or take one or two, uh, uh, Republicans, and most that have been there for a really long time. And then the rest are all pretty much uh, Democrats. And it's been that way for almost 50 years. Yes. So so how, how do you break that? How do we break that? How, do, how could you going in um, and getting elected this cycle change that? Or help start so, changing it, because I know you can't do it yourself. Yeah, I'm not able to do it myself. I need more help and more people to get active in politics. We have a real shortage of people with morals and values that are not getting involved. They see what's going on, but they're not taking active participation. As somebody with more conservative and traditional values, I identify as a conservative futurist, which means that I have more traditional values, but I see that everything we've done in the past isn't going to get us where we need to be. So I would hope to be a voice for people that are willing to stand up for values and morals like family, faith, you know, basic liberties and freedoms, you know, and and for financial responsibility. I think that that's important. And hopefully me winning would motivate more people to get involved. And then I'd help work with all of them on what needs to be done so that we can get them active so that we can start making a change so we can be the change we want to see. Uh, you're speaking with Marcus Williams running for assembly in the 100 and I'm sorry, I missed it. What? 37. 37th. Okay. Uh, nobody knows the numbers anymore. So let me ask you this, Marcus, you're talking about, uh, people being equipped to, uh, uh, you know, to be employable, have employable skills. Yes. Uh, Talk a little bit about a return to meritocracy in the United States as opposed to, uh, you know, box checking uh, and uh, uh, you know, kind of like quota fulfillment, if you will. 
So if you and this is with many high performing individuals um, from the black and brown community, you'll see them. They'll get up in arms. They'll really get offended by a lot of this. uh, What is it? Diversity, equity, inclusion, equity, especially, I think. And all of these other things that they're trying to push, which don't actually grade you on your merit. So merit, a lot of people have worked very hard. So, for instance, when I was in the city school district, I was in math. I, the major achievement program. I was in IB, the International Baccalaureate program. You had to test and compete just to get into those programs, you know. And the question is, is for these jobs now, we're just saying, oh, let's talk diversity. But are you talking skill set? Are you talking skill level? Are you talking, will this, is this person actually a good candidate for this position or are you just trying to fulfill a quota? And we can't, excuse my language, we're unable to put out this concept that everybody should get a trophy. And that's really what we're seeing a lot of now. And it's deteriorating our quality of life. It's deteriorating our sensibilities. And it's deteriorating our society. That absolutely is. Amen, brother. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, there was a three-year-old shot while sitting in a car well, the adult male that was with him, according to the news, ran into the store. Now, that's an issue in itself. But the fact that this child was shot while sitting in a car on North Clinton Avenue is just dumbfounding district. to me. I'm sorry? In my district. That's in, in part your of my district. district. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so there was a response to that, a community response. I, I love that. There was like a human chain or something on, oh, yes. on North Clinton Avenue. Who was there? Did you make it? So, unfortunately, I didn't make it. I was busy at the time. Um, there were a lot of familiar faces there, people that are active in especially the um, Hispanic community over there. Mm-hmm. And there were some very interesting um, appearances from some elected and people up for election as far as officials go. And that's a bit of an... A bit of a um, new thing for me um, because I haven't seen any of them for the last two years, really. And, and you know, I'm pretty active, and I haven't seen them at all. It's funny how when they whip out the camera or the, uh, and it, you know, it is a voting year, and, and people come out and can see that, you know, these uh, these politicians come out. You know, that that representative with the uh, office in your area. I'd like to know how much time he actually spends uh, in that office uh, uh, working with people. Uh, directly and, and, and generating ideas because I, I mean, you know, Louise Slaughter used to do that. She would open up offices. She would put a well-paid individual from the community in there, never, ever step a foot in any of those uh, community-based offices. Yeah, and what do those offices generate too, Peterson? You know, I mean, did, did, does any real input or idea or uh, does progress does emanate from those places? Absolutely not. To me, I call it campaign headquarters. It's marketing. It's, it it's marketing. It's all it is. You know, you, 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 they'll put some COVID test out in the windows. Oh, yeah. They'll have some local resources come in and they'll call, they'll, they'll call it successful. You, you, you know what a big problem with that is, is people don't know what each position in government is actually supposed to do. So that's how they get away with the flim flam. Mm-hmm. 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 And, you know, and, and, well, businesses and people, people with money, they're, they're leaving New York in droves. Like yes. cost of living is going up. The cost of doing business is growing up. Landlords, and not that not that all of them are doing it ethically, and, and but but 
ethical landlords that truly care about their tenants are forced to raise their rents in, in percentages that they never even dreamed of just to stay. Um, we've got a state who's pushing for for abortion at will. They're talking about getting rid of good cause evictions, which is going to completely destroy the the, uh, uh, the, the property management uh, industry in this in this state. I mean, things are going crazy, outrageous, oh, significantly outrageous. Now, you're going to go into the assembly, yes, and I have faith that you're going to take this this race, yes. Okay, now once you're there. Our listeners want to know what tangible things are you going to do or can you do? And be realistic because, mm-hmm. again, we know you're not walking in there with a, right. with a magic stick or, 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 you know, a super formula to fix it overnight. But we want to know tangibles. We hear a lot of, you know, a, a lot of people talking and we've been duped more times than not. Right. Mm-hmm. I had you. I asked you to come on the show because I believe that if anyone's going to bring change, tangible change, it could be you. So How? All right, you guys. So me being Marcus C. Williams as one individual in the assembly of 150 members, my main goal would be to bring back representation to you guys. So what we've been seeing is a lack of representation. We haven't been seeing our members of the assembly come out to us, tell us what bills they're working on. They don't come and they don't say, here are the issues and the obstacles of what we're experiencing in the assembly. And they're supposed to. So that would be, for me, a main priority and a major priority. I do a lot of social media. I'm out there. You can see me. You can reach me. You can contact me. um, And I would be that person to continue to bring the information on what's going on, what I'm trying to work on, and what I am working on, and where the issues are and who is the issue in combating what I'm attempting to do that's positive for the community. And that would be my main focus. But I would also push for amendments to different laws that we have in right now, like bail reform is a terrible thing. We've got to work on getting amended. Less is more um, and a slew of other things like the discovery laws, raise the age and things like that. But it's not just that, right? We've got one party in control right now. And they swear that up and down that they care about the criminal justice reform. They care about people that are less fortunate and stuff like that. But you never, never once did remember they're in supermajority. And you have never once heard them talk about comprehensive prison reform. Never. Why? If you cared, wouldn't you talk about that? They're called correctional facilities. They're called um, rehabilitation facilities. And they don't do a lot of either of those things. Well, the rate, the, what is it, the recidivism? Recidivism. Recidivism. Yeah. Recidivism. Mm-hmm. Easy to is, say. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> For a guy for, like me, it's not really easy <laughs> for, to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to think about it first. Yeah, the recidivism rate is huge. And what we're seeing right now on the streets is crazy. Crime is going out of control, and it's all due to the laws which we just named. What we're seeing is people are not being punished for criminal activity, and that is being shown to other people, and they're like, well, if they can get away with crime, I can get away with crime too. They'll only give me a slap on the wrist or an appearance ticket. I can go into Rite Aid and steal everything off of all the shelves, you know, and it impacts businesses. It impacts families. People don't feel safe in their own communities. Businesses are closing left and right. I know the the port was it Portland and um what's that right there Clinton is that Portland and Clinton oh, Portland it? and Clinton doesn't mean uh, that does not no no um Goodman Upper Falls Upper Falls no 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 by where the bank Chase Bank is on Portland um what's that right there 
Is can't, can't think. I can't I, think of it. Anyway, I, I, I'm never up anyway, there. right, right over there where the Rite Aid is, right there, they're getting robbed every single day. Every single day, you see the people just cleaning out shelves with bags of stuff, and it's happening. Yeah. Clifford. Portland Clifford. and Clifford. Portland and Clifford, yeah. That bank closed, though. Yeah, The bank is closed, yeah. They got but, tired of getting robbed. The bank got tired. Of, and and so Rite Aid me. is next. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm over here on, on, the, on the Southwest. So remember, that's part of my district over there, too. But on the Southwest, we've got Rite Aid. We've, well, it's Walgreens now. but And Family Dollar. Both of them have been robbed, armed robbers multiple times. We saw the shootout with the robber and the Family Dollar. And these are the are the businesses that are supporting our community. I hate to say it. Yes, they do a, a charge quite a bit, but a lot of people do not have transportation to get outside of their neighborhood. So what yes. happens to them when these businesses close? Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And the, 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 yeah. The, what the what the leftists and Democrats always say is that poverty creates crime. You know, because uh, people have Lies. no hope uh, because uh, they're poor and because uh, this, they're, they're somehow ill ill used by uh, by society uh, actually it's the reverse I agree. A, a crime creates poverty it creates exactly what marcus is is describing yep. the flight of businesses the closing the elimination of resources and it uh, and it snowballs yep but there's a lot of money there's a lot of money being made off of people that are in poverty Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Next Step Show. We have Marcus C. Williams on, candidate for the 137th Assembly District. And hey, let me tell you real quick, on October 22nd, we have an event coming up at Tropics. And guess what? DJ Dave Sound or DJ Dave Sound Memories is going to be there. We'll be right back. On the WYSL stations, it's the Next Step Show with Peter and uh, uh, in absentia, Aisha Kreitz. summer and Springwater Amish Workshop has a wide selection of buildings to suit your every need. You choose style, color, size, exterior product, placement of windows and doors to make it uniquely yours. Springwater Amish Sheds have the best manufacturer's warranty in the business. American-made, Amish-built, delivered to your prepared site within a 40-mile radius of Springwater. When the delivery people leave, your new building is ready to be used. Get a 3% discount when you pay by check or you can rent to own with no credit check. Summer's in full swing. Now's the time to relax outdoors in a glider, deck chair, swing or Adirondack chair or play cards around the picnic table. There's premium quality and selection in stock made from vinyl, yellow pressure treated pine or finished hardwood. A great yard starts at Springwater Amish Workshop. The showroom's full. They're ready to bargain. If you love wind chimes, choose from a full selection with melodic tone. From buildings to gazebos, lighthouses to wind chimes, Springwater Amish Workshop has it all. 7936 Mill Street, Springwater. Open 9 to 5 Monday through Friday, Saturday 9 to 3. Hi, this is attorney Christine Demo Vasquez. For more than 18 years, I've provided quality legal services tailored to the unique needs of each of my clients. I take the time to educate my clients about the law, explain the legal process, listen carefully, answer questions, and keep my clients informed throughout the process. An attorney who understands the complexities of the family court system, call attorney Christine Demo Vasquez at 585-427-0675. 585-427-0675.
The fair tax replaces the income tax and abolishes the IRS for good. But that's not going to happen if the current crop of politicians have their way. Fair Tax New York is looking for motivated citizens who are willing to contact candidates and get them to sign the fair tax pledge, promising to push for fair tax if elected. Call Fair Tax New York at 585-944-0588. That's 585-944-0588. Make that call today. Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz, the next step show on the WYSL station. Welcome back to the next step show with Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz. And in studio today, we have Marcus C. Williams, candidate for the State Assembly in the 137th Assembly District. You got it. Welcome back, everybody. Marcus, thank you for hanging in there with us. Bob, thank you for not leaving me all by myself here. <laughs> no, I would never do that, Peterson. Man, 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 we left the show. We were talking about, uh, uh, before break, we were talking about people leaving the state in droves. Yeah. The cost of living is beyond anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. Crime is at an all-time high. We're talking about... Uh, uh, one murder, uh, and, and you know, every three yeah. days, and yeah. some of them are even children. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, unfortunately, if I don't know if you saw the um, one of the people that got in that got arrested for the shooting of the three year old, sixteen years old, wearing body armor, has a stolen forty caliber pistol, oh and uh, a big stack of fentanyl. Too. Yeah, and you're not even able as a law-abiding citizen. They're trying to make it so you can't have body armor. You know, yeah. I've never heard of, and and this is actually legislation that my opponent actually co-sponsored. Like these are the type of things that are being pushed that are not helping the crime. They're just harming us, the law-abiding citizen that wants to protect themselves and their family. You pass all the laws you want to, uh, and criminals ignore them because that's what they are. Yes. They're criminals. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it, it's still confuses me a little bit. <laughs> it's a, a head-scratcher, I know. Oh, by the way, and you're talking about recidivism. Uh, homicides in the city. One-third of them committed by people who uh, are uh, uh, parole absconders mm-hmm. uh, on, uh, on you know, they're repeat offenders, basically. Oh, yeah. Most of them, yeah. yep. Re- revolving door. Which revolving. doesn't even talk about the number that are out on uh, appearance tickets, you know. It's just, it's insane. Yeah, and that's a joke. And then, of course, they don't show. They don't make the appearance. So, what happens when they don't make the appearance? They get another ticket. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, multiple tickets. And Marcus, I'm wondering. You know, I asked. You know, Bob, last week you forgot to remind me to give the answer as to you know how many uh, how many countries in the world has blacks and Hispanics. Oh, I thought you wanted to kind of like hang out there. Yeah. Well, I hung out for a while. I'm going to ask Mark. Marcus, how many how many countries in the world has blacks? Uh, Are you black? Well, Are you what I, we would call black? Or I identify as black. I don't like African American. Um, Elon Musk, Char- Charlie Theron, those are African Americans. They were born in Africa, and now they live in America. They have American citizenship. I am black. Black is a uniquely American term, and it represents people that are of the darker pigment, usually that are either of slave origin or indigenous origin, to North America in what is now the United States of America. So why do they use the term African American in this country? And and I don't get it. Some, let me put it nicely, right? So African American came out of we we got Negro, and then it, it was uh, they they wanted to make it sound nicer, I guess, to be more 
identifiable as African. But here's the deal with that. And now I see now you got me talking about something important that doesn't get talked about very much. Um, That's why you're here. We're 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 not African, bro. We're not African. The majority of us are Native American. We're of American origin and not slave origin, but that's what they want you to think. And and that is so for that should be a whole episode into itself. But the no, fact we, we will because I do want to talk about some of the uh, uh, some of the policies that the state's been talking about with paying people for you know for the the some of the issues in this country some of the yeah. more darker days. Oh, I don't even want to talk about the reparations issue. That's a whole ridiculous. Ugh, ugh. But I do want to. I, I, <laughs> I do want you to talk a little bit more because I think people wonder, so, and I, I, yeah. I know people that aren't aren't black and brown like us. They they don't know. They they get nervous in some so, cases. They're like, I'm not sure how to re, how to refer to you. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, how about yeah, just no, Peter? Call, that you works. You can call me by my name. I identify as an American. You can call me an American. Hey, you American over there? Oh, that's me. You know. You yeah, know yeah. Uh, but I, I I consider myself black because that specifically means American. Okay, and I am American, and that's how I identify, and I prefer to be American than anything else. But to talk about um, being black in American society, if you see a lot of Jamaicans over here or you see a lot of Caribbean islanders or even Africans themselves, they don't like to be called black because they identify black as being black American, which to them in their heads means less than. Yes. And that's a very serious stereotype that we need to get rid of. But it's that's tied a whole other conversation. Minority. But it is, and I don't even. And now we've got this whole biopic or biopic or whatever it is, and they're just lumping us all together. And I don't like that either. Don't biopic me. I'm black. You can call me in Native American. That's good too. But don't don't biopic me. Just group us all in. Like everything that we all have is the same. All of our values is the same. Our cultures are very diverse, and we should be identified as individuals and respected for that. So, so how many countries have blacks? One. And that is America, United States of America. Ding 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 ding. He gets it. You do. Unfortunately, you're you're a guest, so you don't qualify to win a prize. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a, Dang uh, 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 Mark. Uh, no worries. I've got some WISL uh, uh, um, merchandise for you. Ah, hey, yeah, good. we'll take care. Of it. Uh, but but <laughs> what is with this? What bus. what is what is with this obsession with sorting people by skin color? Yeah, it's control. It, exactly. It's a way to divide us, right, Marcus? So I'm very big on unity. You know, unity of the races, unity of age groups, unity of socioeconomic backgrounds. We need to unite as a country. This is why we see a a serious attack on patriotism right now. Yes. Because the one thing that we can all unite behind is our flag. But they're trying to take that away from us. And we see that more and more every day. So, Our uh, constitution. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Peter. Absolutely, the constitution's being shredded. I mean, oh, yeah. I, 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 you know, listen. I met someone once um, who told me, and this was a very influential person mm-hmm. in the black community, who told me that he believed that the constitution was the worst document that was ever created for the black community. Wow. Ever. That's and, and and you know, I, how do you how do you respond to that other than I think I'm in the wrong room. Well, I, I, I mean, you asked him why, right? I, I did ask him, and he said it's because it was based, it was created by white men. It was created uh, with the intent of uh, of keeping um, uh, blacks, in particular, uh, uh, suppressed or, or you know enslaved. And you know, so I did ask him. I, I 
because uh, you know I, I'm no history buff. And, yeah, where's and the stuff, language but, in the but, point to the kind well, of the, so the language? That you know, I asked, and again, this individual influential says, you know, that it, it literally invokes God and in everything that we're doing as yeah, a, as a yeah. piece. It wasn't a perfect document; it was stated. And uh, I says, but there's several amendments that actually did things like uh, like <laughs> like freed. Uh, yeah. our, our slaves yeah. and, and women because I mean even though women weren't in bondage per se they were definitely uh, enslaved yes. uh, and beholden to, to, to men for a very long time so I think our constitution and I've traveled this world I've yeah. been to more than I think it was 21 countries whereas I've seen these cultures yep. I, I, it was that that made me who I am and so solidified on the fact that I am American mm-hmm. plain mm-hmm. and simple my heritage is Puerto Rican but when my father fought hard uh, to give us a better life. He didn't do it because um, any other reason other than the fact that he was American. He, and there was a dream that he could follow. He knew home ownership and gun ownership yes. meant freedom. Yes. right? And this is a, somebody who grew up in a commonwealth in, in, in what is probably going to be a state pretty soon anyways. But I got to ask you, your district... I mean, I mean, we're, what is it? Eight to one uh, Democrat favoring yeah. Democrats or yep. something like yep. that, right? It's, or is it higher? It's, it's way higher than that. It's, All right, so it's, it may be cons- the county that's eight to one, but you're, yeah. you're, 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 when you look, when you break it down by in a map by colors, it's deep blue. Oh yeah. So, so tell me, how do you talk to people, uh, and we'll say Democrats, mm-hmm. right? To people that have historically been duped or feel that they've been duped by a, by, by the Republicans, mm-hmm. right? Um, people that are told lies on a regular basis. I mean, mm-hmm. Biden's mm-hmm. entire uh, uh, next presidential campaign is all based on, oh, how bad. The re- There's no talk mm-hmm. of policy ever. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. How, how do you talk to a group of people? And our listeners, I'm sure there's going to be plenty that are listening. How do, what, what, what could you tell them to understand that, hey, give me a chance. Listen to me. Don't let the R or the C uh, get in the way. Talk to me as an individual. Well, so, you know, here's an interesting fact. Very rarely does it come up directly what party I'm a part of, you know. We talk policy. We talk my vision, what I want to do, what I can accomplish. And everybody is on board with that. Everybody is on board with that. See, then when we start talking party, people are like, oh, well, what party are you? I tell them how I identify politically as a conservative futurist. I'm a registered Republican, and I'm proud of it, you know. And they'll be like, oh, how could you? Well, here's the thing. For 50 years in the city— and like I said, I lived in my assembly district my whole life pretty much. Me too. You know, so for 50 years, the Democrats have been solely in power of the city. 50 years. So that means the schools and the downturn there, the economic downturn. That means the poverty. That means the policies and everything relates back to the people who were in power. And unfortunately— there's nobody else to blame. You can't blame the Republicans because they weren't in power. You can't blame the independents. They w- didn't have any offices. You can't blame the Green Party or anybody else. This all rests on the shoulders of who's been in power, and the fact of the matter is that's Democrats. And they'll be like, oh, well, you know that leader of your party, da 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 What leader? What leader? Who is the leader of my party? They'll be like, oh, well. We don't even know. Well, well, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not the leader of the party. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Donald Trump is not the leader. I've never met the man, and I'm a New Yorker. 
You know, I, he's this billionaire. You think this billionaire cares about me? No offense. As an individual, I'm talking. Yeah. You know, like he, he doesn't he know. He probably won't eat at our dinner table Listen, anytime in the right, near future. You know, I've never been at a table with him, any of his associates or anybody. I haven't got a donation from him or anything. Never got a phone call, text message, email. I haven't even gotten a tweet. Uh, although President <laughs> Trump, if you are listening, you are always welcomed here on the WYSL stations in the next step show. You've been on the station before, uh, Donald, so uh, don't be shy. Yes. Give Send us a call. Money. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but I'm serious, you know? So I get so much attributed, uh, 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 what should I say? So much attributed to Donald Trump. And was he the president? Yes. Did he serve as president? Yes. Did he run as a Republican? Yes. Okay, but he is not me. I am me. I'm not even my local party, right? Uh, And who is the local party, right? It's a group, a collective made up of individuals. Everybody's not going to have the same views or opinions on everything. Yeah, the Democrats do that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That is true. Well, but the thing about the Democrats, and this is sad. This is very sad. I left the Democratic Party um, because they shut down the... the, uh, they shut down the government for illegal aliens. And at that time, Hurricane Maria just tore up Puerto Rico. We got our own Puerto Ricans here that speak Spanish in our country that are our citizens. And you didn't shut down the government for them. You didn't shut down the government for me, a black man, and the plight of black people. So you're shutting it down for people who are not even legal residents? I was like, listen, I got to reconsider my priorities. So that's when I did some soul searching, and I came across the Republican principles and values and stuff like that. It wasn't an individual that led me to that. It was the policies that led me to that. Listen, I checked out the Green Party. I checked out the um, – we had other parties at that time. I know the Green Party doesn't exist anymore. I checked out the Libertarians. The libertarians told me I was a little too conservative to be a libertarian. I should go check out the Republicans. And I did. And I researched them online and what the principles and values were. And they actually aligned with what my principles and values were, like faith, family, freedom. Tell the government, stay out of your business. Pay pay as little taxes as possible. The government shouldn't be overtaxing you. You can spend your money better than the government can. You should take care of your family first and foremost. You should make sure that you pay attention to the needs of of your community. These are Republican principles. These are Republican philosophies. And if more people knew what the actual principles and philosophies were of the Republican Party, they would reconsider voting for a Republican because everything is not about the federal level. Yeah. We look at people like Mitch McConnell or or Chuck Schumer or or Biden or Trump, and these are the federal level. We're talking local elections. Closest We're, to the closest to us. Closest, closest to, to us. the voters. Now I'll, I'll argue this point though. I think if more brown and blacks, more people that look like us, mm-hmm. looked at the Republican philosophy, because yes, you know both parties are still kind of goofy. But if you look at the Republican philosophy and the, and the history behind it, th- there's no doubt that more blacks and browns would say, "Wait a minute!" And 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 those that have, those that have mm-hmm. said, "Wait a minute, I'm not a victim. I'm going to look for a way out." Always tend to to look at that philosophy and follow that path going forward. I got a couple specific questions for you Go in ahead. regards to policy, though. Right, New York State recently announced that they're going to spend a ton of money on making us the most ab- abortion-friendly state in the world. Don't get me started. I, and I won't because ah. we don't have a lot of time, and there's a couple more questions I want to ask. Lo- but, but, but really, though, they're talking about making it easy, paying people to come here. So now, $30 now, million. Dollars. Right. And then they're, they're, they're making people like Laurent Singletary. I mean, you got his opponent, Morelli, calling him a racist. I'm like, are you kidding me? 159 out of 100 black babies born are being killed. 
right? More than what is it? Uh, 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 more than the 1965 yep. Black yep. American population, right, ha- have been killed. Margaret Singer did her thing, didn't All, she? All, and I, I should say it on this show, right? Adolf Hitler said mm-hmm. that the United, that that whole you eugenics know. program was way too far and more than anything he would even do. Yeah, it's, and they're doing it today, and they're singing the praises. So tell me, what can you do to bring to the state assembly? Um, and and get your peers in there, especially yeah. as a junior assembly member, to get something like a heartbeat built put in there. So here's here's the deal. I'd like to do a lot of things, right? And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything for anybody. Unless we take a ton of different seats, anything like that is probably unrealistic. But what I can do is I can push for no state funds to be used for non-New York citizens. Our tax money should go to our taxpayers. You see all these homeless veterans? You see all of these fathers that are single fathers that need assistance? You see all these single mothers? You know all the elderly that have medical bills that they need to pay? And you want to put $30 million to turn our state into the abortion tourist capital of the country? That's insane. For people that aren't even uh, even New York citizens. I don't – it does – it is beyond me that this is a concept that's okay – and I will tell you that that's not only something that I can do, that's something that I will work damn hard to make sure that it'll happen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Marcus C. Williams in the Next Step Show with Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz on WYSL, the voice of liberty. Your next assemblyman on the Next Step Show. See how that works? We'll be right back. Here's a special message for veterans and surviving spouses from Alpine Manor. You may qualify for a special benefit from the VA. After applying for funds received for aid and attendance, your stay at Alpine Manor could be as low as $600 per month. Be sure to call for details. At Alpine Manor, their pride is personalized care for seniors who are not yet ready for a nursing home. There are supervised activities and medications, full laundry and housekeeping services, three dietary-approved home-cooked meals, and a bedtime snack, all provided in immaculate surroundings. Be sure to call for details on this new program for the veteran in your family. Keep the golden years carefree years at Alpine Manor, nestled in the picturesque rolling hills east of 390 in Livingston County, just 20 minutes from Rochester. New York State Health Department license. Call 346-5880. That's 346-5880 for a no-obligation tour or information, or visit alpinemanor.com. The fair tax replaces the income tax and abolishes the IRS for good. But that's not going to happen if the current crop of politicians have their way. Fair Tax New York is looking for motivated citizens who are willing to contact candidates and get them to sign the fair tax pledge, promising to push for fair tax if elected. Call Fair Tax New York at 585-944-0588. That's 585-944-0588. Make that call today. Hi, this is attorney Christine Demo Vasquez. For more than 18 years, I've provided quality legal services tailored to the unique needs of each of my clients. I take the time to educate my clients about the law, explain the legal process, listen carefully, answer questions, and keep my clients informed throughout the process. An attorney who understands the complexities of the family court system, call attorney Christine Demo Vasquez at 585-427-0675. 585-427-0675.
Peter Vasquez and Aisha Kreutz, the next step show on the WYSL stations. Suavemente, besame, que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Suavemente, besame, que quiero sentir tus labios besándome otra vez. Suave, besame. Welcome back to the next step show. Don't mind my singing. That's one of my most favorite songs. You know, when I, we have a blended family. Christine Dimovesquez was also a candidate for the fam, for family court judge in Monroe County. We had a, a blended family. We have a blended family, but my daughter, man, when I started playing this song, every Saturday morning she'd run. That's how I got the kids up to clean the house on Saturdays. I'd play ah, music. Look but at you. As soon as I put this song, she'd come darting downstairs. She was probably six years old. And she would grab my hand and look at me and say, Dad, can you teach me how to dance salsa? I did my best. Not that I know how to dance very well, but but we did what we could. So th- you know, this song has always been special to me. What song so. did you play to get her to vacuum the car, though? Ah, no, I never got her to vacuum the car. That was the boys, and unfortunately, I, I had to pay them good money. I remember my father would say, "Here goes a nickel." Man, I offered my kids a nickel <laughs> once, and what's that, Dad? <laughs> Anyways. Although a nickel probably means something different in in your neck of the woods, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that that we could very well refer to um, drugs, quite a few, which we things. see a lot of, which doesn't get addressed. Nobody will talk about the drugs, nobody will talk about the gangs, and that's extremely problematic. Listen, we live in a state, right? That's telling you there are no. Um, dispensaries out there, but I know of three that are actively selling marijuana. <laughs> like, whoa, listen, wait a minute. Listen, a lot of a lot of these places are. We're not even going to talk about it. That, that don't have licenses. That shouldn't be able to get licenses. And I'm very pro business, so especially small business. And I encourage everybody to go out and apply for that stuff. Hey, listen, if it makes you money, although I'm not sure, I. But I've always said, you know, where where we see a young black or brown individual or even not black or brown individuals sitting somewhere in a corner selling drugs, I see a future CEO of a Fortune 500 company. A lot of but them no more. <laughs> I just want to make sure that uh, we're not the state's not uh, getting rich in the backs of those very people based on a hope and a dream uh, or oh, a lifestyle that's going to continue to... Oh, it's going to uh, make everything worse. Yeah, well, yeah, I think so as well. Um, uh, a couple more questions before we leave for the day. Sure. Right. So as an assembly member, you're going to you're in the minority and I'm not referring to skin color or nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be a Republican in the minority. Numbers uh, you're talking about. Numbers, numbers I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, although, man, as, as a brown person myself, I know growing up hearing people telling me that I'm a minority. It just it, psych in my psyche. It just messes with you. You know, don't you don't like really that. realize that. But anyways, you, you'll be in the minority. How do you see your role? Um, your role working in the minority party uh, as a black man, because I think you're going to be the first elected black Republican in the assembly. Yeah, I might yeah. be wrong, but I, when I looked, I believe you'll be the only one. Listen, for it, at least for the last hundred years, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 yeah, it's serious. Um, how would I see my role? I'd see my role as strictly representing my district and the diverse nature thereof. We have a lot of different people from a lot of different socioeconomic backgrounds, a lot of different uh, cultures in my in my community, and I want to represent every single one of them. What do you, I, what do you mm-hmm. say to the people in Gates? To the people in Gates, I say that 
I recognize you and you do exist. <laughs> I think that I think that's the number one thing. Like the people in Gates, they, they, they have a lot of issues that they don't feel that they are addressed. They feel like they're like the uh, lonely stepchild that never gets visits or anything like that. And I think that there needs to be attention shined on Gates, too, because it's an important part of the district and an important member of our district and our community. I want to represent everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the candidate, Marcus C. Williams, for the New York State Assembly 137, uh, 137th Assembly District. Jeepers. How can someone help you? Or, or do you need help? So my campaign definitely could use your assistance, you guys. I need help knocking doors so that we can get the message out. Knocking doors is going to be how we win this campaign. We've got to knock on as many doors as possible. If you'd like to pitch in knocking doors, please check out my website, Marcus, the number 4Rochester.com. That's M-A-R-C-U-S, the number 4Rochester.com. So you can go there. You can sign up to help pitch in, knock doors, or you can help make phone calls because not everybody can get out. Preferably, you help knock doors. But you can also donate monetarily. If you got a couple of bucks, send over a dollar. Somebody sent $5 yesterday. I was so thankful for that $5. If you're listening, thank you so much because every dollar counts. If you can send a couple thousand, that's awesome, too. We need every what, bit. What's your max? Uh, my max is uh, 4700 for individual, uh, 14500 for family. Very nice. So it, it's, it's really, really important because my campaign needs the funds. Our, we're being out-fundraised and we're being out-sponsored by our opponent because we know he's in bed with a lot of people that don't have our best interests as a community at, at, a, at heart. So if you want a yard sign, we've got yard signs. Check out my website, Marcus, the number 4, Rochester.com. Um, I'm Marcus C. Williams. I'm here to help you. I'm here to do what I can. I'm here to represent you, and I want to be a voice for all of you. Please, if you can, pitch in um, or donate. My website again, Marcus, the number four, Rochester.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Marcus C. William, candidate for the one for the 137th Assembly District. Say your website one more time, sir. Marcus, the number four, Rochester.com. M-A-R-C-U-S, the number four, Rochester.com. Another voice for liberty, another voice for the little guy. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, please consider him. So Yeah, you want change? Do you like the way things are going? Look at the city. What do you think? Nice. Is, is, is that a picture that you like to look at? I don't like to look at those pictures these days. As a matter of fact, I remember driving down as a young boy. Our, our bus driver used to take us through downtown during Christmas. Gosh, what a beautiful, beautiful, oh, yeah. beautiful downtown it was. It was amazing. It was like no a little more. little New York City. Absolutely. I used to walk down Clinton Avenue, Jefferson Avenue. I rode my bike all over the 19th Ward, uh, everywhere. Now, I don't think I would, I would allow that. Any of my kids. I'll be honest with you. I try to stay out of the city, especially after dark. But most people do. You know, it's interesting because we are. I I take no pleasure in saying that, by the way. And no one does because, you know, it is our city. Regardless of whether they want to say that it's not or it's – no, it's it's the county city. It's all our cities, right? It used to be – The heart uh, of our county. It used to be the heart – actually, in in the major – because, you know, Rochester is kind of in the center of Syracuse and Buffalo, Mm -hmm. right? We were the hub for a lot of the – a lot of what was going on over. Well, it, you know, it's it's a shame. A lot of people out there listening. I mean, I'm older than almost anybody else I know, <laughs> and uh, so, but I have the advantage of having lived in the, the city when it was at a high water mark back in the 1950s. And I was was everything perfect in terms of, you know, was everybody getting all the breaks that they needed to. 
Uh, probably not, but we've made huge strides in that regard, not just in Rochester, but throughout this, uh, this great country of ours. But it was an interest, it was a fascinating city. It was much more interesting than most cities its size. Had a lot more going on for it Absolutely. than I gotta say, uh, Buffalo and Syracuse. Yep. And we need yep. to bring that back. Yeah. There's a, and there's a tremendous to. civic pride, too. Yes, there was. Huge, huge community. A lot, a lot of money here, too, though. There's a lot of history between Kodak and, and uh, what was the other one? 3M. I mean, we had Xerox. major places. Xerox. Bausch and Lomb. French's Mustard. A French, uh, yeah, French's Mustard. French's Foods, uh, uh, Bond Clothing, and I don't know. Uh, but you know what? We're out of time. Oh, dear. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Next Step Show. Remember, October 22nd at Tropics with DJ Dave Sound Memories. We got another great guest coming up next week. We'll see you soon. All right, and uh, Marcus C. Williams, Godspeed. Good luck. Thank Good you, luck. guys. Thank, thanks for coming. You guys have a great day. Being, being on the program. See you next time. Get the podcast, by the way, at WYSL1040.com. See you next time. Got it,